0: Claim that one to pitch our patreon content too much but we did cover genesis the tng episode a while back i think for halloween with amanda this is the land we live in <laughs> <Rich> <laughs> Britain? Britain. The, the, puppets are, the puppets are dancing behind me uh, there's a puppet of richard nixon just with a melty face dancing along behind me <laughs> I was gonna, say, I was gonna say, hot take. The disturbed version is better, but I couldn't even like uh, force to myself to say anything. So so silly. Um, but yeah, that disturbed was that disturbed? Is disturbed still around? Still, um, oh, I
1: have no idea. What's the greatest? I, I you know I stopped following their career closely about two years ago. <laughs>
0: what's who's, the greatest? Who's to say what's happened since then? What's the greatest rock band of the two thousand onward era?
1: Uh, I mean, if you're j- there are so few of them that, that make that reach the top. I feel like in that era, I, yep. I it's Disturbed I feel like it's else? gotta be, <laughs> 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 uh, stained and, uh, and I feel like it's gotta be the Foo Fighters,
0: right? I, I personally think it's Queens of the stone age. I, Foo Fighters are a fair, um, like I take them under consideration, I guess. I don't really know who else is out there. That's not like a legacy name that's just still going. Yeah. Um, well, either
1: way, either way it's someone associated with Dave Grohl.
0: Yeah, but it's, <laughs> something powered by Dave Grohl's Neanderthal drum beats would be the mm. uh, the top the top tier, I think. Um I think it's Queens of the Stone Age. I mean, who like You know, he had like the the stuff that burned out it was like influential and burned out like um the Strokes and stuff like yep. that but they they haven't lasted for a very long time. I think you need to have at least three or four albums within that period. Maybe the Strokes have, but it certainly hasn't been big news if they have been.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, Foo Fighters feel it feels like they have something coming out every every couple of years pretty consistently.
0: They do, yeah. Although I've never Would you ever say would you ever call any of the Foo Fighters songs great? Would you be like that's a great song? Oh, uh
1: maybe a, a couple. I that's one of those bands that that is so huge and well-loved by so many people and just does absolutely nothing for me yeah yeah hero that's good song
0: i I just feel they're a weird they're a weird holdover of an like a mid-90s sound right that's like still happening and it doesn't it doesn't feel particularly updated i mean my hero is um that's always tied to like the worcester um firefighter tragedy that happened for some like i think that they played that song or something like that um
1: while he was dying
0: well he was out it's um my hero i don't know yeah i don't think any of the foo fighter stuff ever long ever long monkey wrench yeah they're all fine they're all fine
1: yeah it's just never really done anything for me yeah my favorite band of the last maybe 10 years is a band called Rival Sons, mm-hmm. which is a very, they have a very kind of throwback-y uh, riff rock kind of sound. But yeah. uh, great, great band, great guitar player, singer is unbelievable. Not
0: Grotto Don't
1: <laughs> Don't even get me started on that bullshit.
0: I wonder who else it would be. Someone else needs to let me know which band is in contention for the greatest rock band of the past two decades. I'd be curious. I don't know who it is. I mean... Rock's on its way out, obviously, but there must be some band out there.
1: You know, I, I'm I'm always suspect of that. I mean, it's it's not untrue, but I feel like people have been saying that for 25 years. Sure, and I mean,
0: I guess it's all re- like is jazz jazz is dead, right? But people still play jazz, but people yeah. don't listen to jazz on in the way that they used to.
1: Yeah, I was I was watching a. Um, a Rick Beato video mm-hmm. where he was going through like the top 10 songs on Spotify and he was like, there's only one guitar in one of these songs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, not so, a guitar yeah, it's not,
1: song. it's not, uh, it's not in the zeitgeist as much anymore, but it yeah. always seems like it's about to come back, but then it never quite does. But,
0: well, because again, it, if you it can go to only, Europe,
1: it's all heavy metal. So who knows?
0: Yeah. But it's, it's only, I think Klosterman wrote about this or something like rock can, can only reinvent itself as a reinvention of what already has been, you know, like it's very, it's hard to imagine a new novel rock sound that is sure, not just a, sure. someone like, it's not like the, it, like the, the strokes are a good example. Like the garage band Renaissance was just reinventing the seventies sound over again,
1: you know? Yeah. Are you familiar with turnstiles? <clears throat> the band? No. Yeah. No. That's that's a group that people seem to uh, it seems to be really hip, and uh, it's another one where I listened to it and I was like I don't know it just feels like stuff that people did thirty years ago yeah with like a little bit of modern zip to it I it just I don't know I think I think you're right I think there's only so much you can do um,
0: yeah it's had a know. good run had had forty fifty years of rock music yeah. but eventually. it'll come back it always comes back
1: around I mean Roy Orbison was huge in the eighties you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Foo Fighters,
0: and he knew you it was t-
1: he knew it was the right time to leave.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get to Macrocosm. It is the twelfth episode of the third season of Star Trek Voyager. It Came out on December eleventh, nineteen ninety six. Sorry, did did we completely bury the reason that you brought up Genesis? <laughs> yeah, we did. We'll just move on.
1: Was <laughs> it? <laughs> I believe. Well, technically, I think it was a little bit related. Doesn't it, it has something to do with?
0: It has something to do with this episode? Ideas being recycled and, and oh, taking that's, new eh, forms there you go well thank you clay i'll edit out the stumble and i'll just say yes clay <laughs> uh, let me snap my fingers three times so i know where the edit yes clay because this is all about recycling which is what rock and roll has become at this point so let's get mm-hmm. to macrocosm written by brennan braga directed by alexander singer who i always uh, think of as um who's the f- isn't it alexander singer isn't he director of like uh the uh, the wine movie and th- or Alexander Payne. No, that's, Payne. that's Alexander Payne. Yes. Oh well, my joke is or my my thought is not cute anymore. And Ryan you know, the, Singer
1: is the X Men disgraced director of yes. X Men. To so the
0: child molester? No, he's not a child molester. Is he, did he just was he just sexually inappropriate with co-workers or something? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I'm not I'm I'm not totally sure, but yes,
0: yeah. Short short answer, yes, yeah. Also, seems like no one liked him because he was gone so quickly with no redemption. <laughs> you know, like the. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of that I assume going on too in mm. Universe State 50425.1, 2373. in Macrocosm when viruses grow to a meter in length and begin attacking the crew of Voyager, Captain Janeway and the Doctor must retake the ship. Uh, they tease you a little bit. They're like, "It's going to be a Janeway and Neelix retake the ship," and they go, <laughs> "Fuck no!" But they quickly got rid of that and they fixed it with the Doctor. Um so when the when the Voyager episodes aren't very good I find my mind wandering. Uh-huh. I could not focus on anything but this one one bit of information. So tell me if I miss something that explains this. When you when you get sick with a virus, you you probably have billions of viruses within you, right? I would assume so. I mean, seeing as I'm currently sick with a virus, I would say yes. I would imagine it has to be in the billions. So why why are there only like two viruses on the ship at this point? I understand <laughs> it's a, I understand the budget is thing is real expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but even even in the script, the doctor says something like, "There must be a hundred of these things out there." And I'm going, "Well, did the show explain it? And I just missed it. Why do like do all the viruses combine into one megavirus? Or yeah, I I wasn't totally tracking what the
1: evolution of this thing was because. When he says he brought it back on the transporter, I don't know if he brought it back in like a microscopic form, and then it turned into bugs, and then it turned into the floating uh, mascot from the Musinex commercials, right? Or or what? But once once it starts turning into the bigger one, you would think that there would be a lot more of them.
0: Uh, the ship should be stuffed full of these things if they're all viruses yeah. that just turn into bigger <laughs> versions of themselves. I thought the uh, the. The doctor bringing the stuff back was like the laziest work you could do to explain how the virus gets on. He's like, I beamed back. It was in the buffer, but before I could delete it, it moved to the transporter, uh, the like the replicator system. It's like, okay, that, that makes yeah, sense. What, sure, whatever. Uh, so what'd you think of Macrocosm? I didn't find this one to be particularly entertaining.
1: Yeah, I didn't really care for it. Up, You know, honestly, when they, I didn't care for it and I, I probably overall didn't really care for it, but when they got to the point where they actually showed the full-grown thing, yeah, I actually found that design to be pretty unnerving. Oh, <clears throat> there's something about the the floating ball with the it's kind of Lovecraftian, and it's got this weird like pincer that yep. kind of comes out to stab. Like I it's found that stinger. actually, yeah, yeah, I found that to be kind of kind of kind of disturbing, and like it 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 uh. It reminded me of uh <laughs> you ever, ever see those videos on YouTube of, of of uh people extracting bot flies? hmm It reminded me of that, which was is is always very creepy, the idea that there's animals, you know, bugs laying eggs inside you that then hatch yeah. and that. Yeah. yeah. not a fan. Um so like <laughs> that stuff was was fun, but uh up until they really start getting into that when you're getting like First person mosquito cam. I was like, this is this is pretty dumb. This is the uh, the worst version of Alien I think I've seen yeah. in a while.
0: Yeah, I um, I think my core problem with it is something that is it. It reminds me a little bit of Enterprise, which I feel like we're saying all the time now. But like, mm-hmm. there's something that goes on with. I, I feel like Voyager is like the genesis of this, and it spreads into Enterprise. And ironically, this is a Braga episode. And like, what well, we can get to Braga, but like, has somebody m- get that guy's number. <laughs> has, has I just m- decided
1: to. Why well, I read the script once I saw that. Janeway <laughs> takes her shirt off. I said, "Brandon,
0: Brandon, <laughs> do you want to work with me on a new show?" Let me see that stinger again, okay. Brandon. It's <laughs> it's. Uh, Braga has has a real up and down in this franchise. Like he he has some mm. tremendous scripts and he's got some real uh shitty ones. Um but I think that the the thing that happened in Voyager that I'm noticing, um, and because we watched Enterprise first, I kind of think of it as an Enterprise thing, but we've got it backwards, is that uh like th- this is clearly it's it's almost identical to the Genesis episode in TNG in terms of like the setup of it where you know mm-hmm. two characters leave they come back the ship is adrift they come on there's a mystery about what's going on but Voyager when it's at its laziest um there is like no second level to the story at all there there's no there's no point that you go even if i'm not really sort of into like the setup of this there's like another thing layered on top of it that's kind of interesting there's there's no there's no story running in parallel there's no there's no gimmick to the monster that makes it interesting in and of itself to just exist and be something that yeah. you watch on tv so for like for the genesis one you know you come back it's the same mystery setup they find out that all the crew are missing. They can't find the crew. But then you start hearing like the spooky noises and you start to run into the characters who have started de-evolving and everyone's like different and everyone has like... A, there's like Whenever some new character shows up, you're going to be like, oh, what's he going to be? Is it like a monkey or is it a spider or whatever? Like there's right, a, right. There's a little bit of like intrigue going on. And then Picard gets sick, you know, and Picard getting sick in Genesis causes him to de-evolve de- into like an early primate. So he's very nervous about everything and like running around in sort of like high energy but nervous. And that's kind of fun, and Data's also there, and Data's not scared of anything because he's a robot, so there's, like, no fear, which makes it kind of interesting that he has to deal with a scared Picard. Mm-hmm. But but in this one, it's all the same setup, except it's just 30 minutes of Janeway pointing a gun around corners and, like, walking into rooms. She gets bit by the thing, and it is immediately cured by the doctor. And then mm-hmm. just in the middle of it, the the, the episode just goes... Let, let us just explain to you how everyone got to this way. Yeah, for that was 15 pretty rough. minutes. <laughs> and it's just that there's no, there's never a tier that you get to where like the alien infection is interesting or like the, or whatever happened on Voyager. The mystery of what happened on Voyager is not even a thing that's under consideration because the doctor just explains it to you, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm left just like, I feel like the Voyager episodes just tend to drag when they get bad like this because it's just a one track story that has really no intrigue surrounding it. There's nothing to hook you with it. It's just going, going. Oh, Janeway's attacked by a stingy, stabby monster thing. Oh, she throws a bomb into the holodeck and that cures everything. Episode's (laughs) over, you know? It's just, there's no second gear to it.
1: Yeah, I actually did find myself thinking about that as I was watching it because (laughs) I was maybe 20 minutes or so in and I started thinking about how we tend to criticize these Voyager episodes for not really being about anything they They are kind of just uh one gear, and I was trying to decide if that was if if it needed another gear, and I think ultimately the answer is yes because there's not anything novel enough in this to really. I mean, I I guess it's all like personal preference. I, you know, I'm not sure because it. On the one hand, for me, it it needs something else to make this work and not just feel like a, uh, here's a, stock sci-fi thing we can do for 45 minutes. But on the other hand, I don't know. Maybe people just want to see Janeway running around with a gun for 45. I'm, you know, I'm not really sure. But for me, it's. It needs something else because it's the alien stuff was not done well enough for me to ignore the fact that it wasn't really about anything else and there wasn't any second gear to it. Um, well, there's
0: nothing clever about, like, the title is Macrocosm, right? And the doctor has a line. He's like, these creatures have moved from the microscopic to the macro. And it's like, that sounds like it means something, but all it means is the thing got big. You know, it's like it's just bigger. There's nothing there's nothing there's no perspective or like it's not reversed where it's like now we're down on the micro or anything like that. It's just like this sort of half thought out gimmick of an idea about what if a virus just got really big and the way that it stabs a cell and replicate itself. It starts stabbing everybody who's walking around, you know, and it's like, okay, I guess. I guess that's enough. It's not enough for me. Um, In Star Trek, you know, to continue the Enterprise thing, I don't. My start, the Star Trek I like is not characters running around with guns shooting things. It's not not very good. Yeah, it does.
1: It is another one that feels more Enterprise than than anything else. Yeah, Um, and you know, not to be too hack, but like even if it, even if it was something stupid as like instead of Janeway, it's like Torres. And as she's coming back to the ship, she finds out she might be pregnant or something. You know, like, just give it something. <laughs> right, give it yes, a little yes, bit of juice. So whatever she's doing is like, now it's body horror on multiple levels because she
0: doesn't want to have kids or something. I don't know.
1: It, it's just... Uh, you can just yeah, expand
0: it, the mystery, right? Because it, it early on, it is kind of creepy. I don't think Janeway and Neelix respond to how creepy what they're walking into is yeah, well enough. It's, not. it's yeah. really weird how um, they don't act like anything is out of the ordinary and that it's normal to come back to Voyager and have no one around. But when they go into um, Ensign Wildman's quarters and they find the abandoned toy and dinner mm. on the floor, just keep going with that. That's good enough. Yeah. You know, where's but, the baby? Is the baby on the floor
1: in the uh, in? The mess hall,
0: right? Did someone
1: pick it up? Un- because they, Unconscious because it's got <laughs> flies growing out of its face.
0: And you know, they they the mystery also isn't very good because they they just sort of the reason that they get around like they, so they set you up this mystery of we don't know where everybody is but they're all in the mess hall. And the doctor just throws off this this line like uh, out of left field. He's like, the virus for some reason makes everyone get together and congregate somewhere. And it's like, <laughs> well, why? Why does it do that? Um, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But I just, you know, it's the the concept of going back to the empty ship is creepy. And it was creepy in Genesis, and it can be creepy here again. You can do something else with it. But uh, it's just a, and I was reading, I guess the original idea for this that Braga wanted to do was that it would be an episode with very little dialogue. Like Janeway would basically be by herself on the ship, Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. wouldn't be, you know, there would be no conversations with Neelix or the Doctor or anything. It would just be sort of a silent film, essentially, like as she takes back the ship. Mm. They didn't want to do that. Um, And so instead we have, you know, just incredibly shitty dialogue from the characters where uh, in that Ensign Wildman scene... Neelix has to explain, explain that the video is on repeat for some reason. You know, yeah, the, that was Janeway's. Like, why is the thing playing <laughs> over and over and over again? He's like, well, <coughs> she's looping it. She's looping it so it plays well, over and over. He, it's like, why? Why? I couldn't. I wasn't sure if it was if it was her specifically that did that,
1: or if that was just how it was set up to 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 play. Yeah, because I was thinking if if it was set up to play that way, I feel like Janeway needs to address how. Uh, crazy that is that neelix made this video (laughs) that you actively have to shut off or it will never stop talking at you
0: yeah that sounds like a neelix thing to do though i think (laughs) (laughs) also going
1: also they it it had it melted its way through the floor of the uh transporter bay yes and then later when he gets uh jizzed on in the elevator yeah She's like, oh, it's the same stuff we saw in the transporter bay. Neelix should have been like, is it gonna eat through my chest? What's going on here? He was,
0: he was nonplussed by being sprayed by that alien goo. Um, It just, it's a lot of a lot of shitty sort of setups too. Where it has the Neelix, you stay right here. I'm gonna climb out of of range of the camera, and I'm sure you'll be fine down here. And I'll I'll go get Mm -hmm. to the med kit that's back up on Mm -hmm. top. Yeah, he gets sprayed by the goo, Balana gets the goo on her hand and she gets sick. The the what do they call it? Mucilaginous compound? Something like that. They say that a, yeah, they, a million times. They did bring back
1: finally the uh the fact that the Voyager is like has like biomechanical yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. Apparently it can get a cold.
0: Yeah, it doesn't get a cold here though. That might have been interesting, right? That's that's another way to, to go about it. Yeah. Um so I mean, what else is I?
1: I, I just I. My favorite part of it was how uh, they lured they lured all the viruses over to fuck mountain. Yes, that was my, that was
0: <laughs> that was that was good. That was fun. <laughs> that was funny. I thought that that was. Um, I didn't need the the thing where Janeway says that she programmed the holograms to act terrified. Though I, I just would have accepted oh, the holograms to, to believe I in have blacked that. blacked out at that point. Yeah, that that was my favorite moment of it, just because that's felt like um, that felt like a sort of meta commentary, funny joke to me for some reason. It has the other, the other uh, larger than life joke is when the doctor says like, "Who designed the ship?" When him and Janeway are talking about the directions about how you're supposed to get around yeah. in Voyager. Um, don't need too much of that, but
1: too many it, references in my Star Trek
0: West. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of referencing, a lot of um, awareness. Yeah, I just my, my honestly my main takeaway is that I don't like these Star Trek stories that have only one thing happening, and the one yeah. thing is not interesting. It's it's like that's uh, the thing,
1: right? If it, the one thing is very interesting, yeah. By all means, it's focus out. on
0: that one thing. Yeah. Hello, I'm still here. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have anything else to add. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I didn't know if you were uh, coughing or if I had just offended you by cutting you off. Well, but was, I was coughing, but I
1: also didn't have anything. else to <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's um, I just I maybe it's hard to tell, right? Maybe it's hard to tell yeah. when the one thing is just not interesting enough. But even even if it's the one thing, um, I feel you're. I feel a smart place to go is to just add something else to the story to make it. Yeah. You know, just give. Even if you're not down with the phage virus thing, you're you're down with the doctor. Doing something um, well,
1: you know. I'm going to be honest with you. I know how I feel about this uh, mobile transmitter thing. Terrible. I don't love it. I don't. I don't like that you can beam him down for an away mission now. Yeah, kind of <laughs> takes the fun out of the character.
0: I, I was watching him, thinking, how long is it going to be until I I forget that he was ever trapped in the right in the sick bay? You yeah, know? and and why? It continues. Why is he scared of the viruses? You know, the, know. The, he eventually yeah. starts claiming that they're after his hollow emitter, like they're going to try to destroy his hollow emitter for some reason. But he, he gets tackled by one and he's actively trying to dodge the stinger for some reason.
1: Yeah, they're just making stuff up at that point. Like there's there's no reason why the doctor can't be actively walking around with a gun trying to. Yeah. Trying to fix things, you know. <laughs> <coughs> and like they they do this thing uh, what, what is uh chakotay says when they beam him down he's like well you better better be careful doctor because if if you lose the hollow emitter we might lose your
0: program forever yeah what i don't, I don't understand that at all his program well, uh, can't exist in two places i guess
1: i guess there's no backup i mean we know that there's a backup
0: right because they already used it <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. I, and that, cause that's how they try to make the virus threatening is saying that the thing is going to attack his hollow emitter, which is just kind of absurd. Right. So, but yeah, I, it's, um, it's just made up. It's made up drama to say that the, the doctor can't do that. And I mean, I, it's startling. I didn't really think about it, but he, he should just be walking around with a phaser rifle shooting the things in the ship. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh boy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a lot of back flipping in this episode.
0: <laughs> so what'd you like about it? Did you, you said you you said you liked the design of the creatures? I thought they were um they reminded me of Langoliers for some reason. Oh yeah. Um
1: You know, I, I don't know if I would go so far as to say I liked the design. Okay. But I found it disturbing. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I I, I, I even the small I found the fly coming out of the person's neck to be pretty disturbing.
1: Yeah. All of that stuff was pretty creepy. It reminded me a little bit of uh, there's, um, you know how you watch stuff when you're a kid, and, and you re- some things you have no idea what you're actually watching, but it creeps you out to a point that you never forget it.
0: Yeah, Spice Channel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> when those when those distorted lines came into focus for half a second, ooh, baby!
0: What is she so happy about? I wondered.
1: <laughs> uh, sounds like she someone's hurting her. <laughs> Um, maybe it's one of these Langolier creatures with their pointy there was years ago years and years ago I'm pretty sure I didn't dream this Uh, I was staying over at my grandmother's house and we were watching I don't know I wish I knew what the show was because I would love to go back and find this episode it was like Tales from the Dark Side or one of those um, horror anthology series from like the the early 90s it wasn't Tales from the Crypt but it was a, a similar type of show uh, the new outer limits or something, <clears throat> and there was the thing was they kept finding these bodies that had these big holes in their heads, and their brains were sucked out mm. and the end of the the end of the show, you see what this creature is, and it's like this giant floating eyeball with tentacles that just like sticks its tentacle into the side of your head and sucks your brain out yeah, and i i I saw it once. 35 years ago and i still am skeeved out by the thought of it and had like <laughs> i had i remember having nightmares about it and i and it's it's just one of those things where it's like that it kind of triggered that in this episode because it's like this amorphous floaty thing with like a pincer that's trying to inject stuff into you know it's just there's something um basically unnerving about about the uh, the way that these things work yeah
0: yeah it's not um uh if anybody Star- knows
1: what that sh- if anybody knows what that show is please let me know
0: cuz uh, Starship Troopers has the brain bug I guess which kind of has the similar... That also was terrifying yeah. the first time I saw
1: it. Maybe yeah. I just have an maybe I just have a built-in fear of uh having my brain yeah, sucked you- out by a giant creature.
0: <laughs> you would have made a terrible Egyptian pharaoh. Um <laughs> uh, so that was a great episode of
1: uh, Tales from the Crypt. I don't know if you ever saw that one. There's an uh, Egyptian Pharaoh episode. Uh, sort of. It 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 takes place. Uh, uh, it revolves around a um, uh, an archaeologist who is doing some stuff involving the uh, uh, mummies and whatnot. And like they do this big explanation about how. They would pull the brain out through the nose, and they yep. would give them this like potion that would, you know, dissolve the uh, organs. And it ends with the bad guy, who might be Jeffrey Jones, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. unknowingly ingesting the uh, stuff that makes you puke up your own in- internal organs oh, nice. when they're making a mummy. Yep. And so it's like they 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 turn him into a mummy at the end. It was, it was good. It's a good episode.
0: <laughs> it's always the one that comes back on you. Um. Let's see. Macrocosm. Uh, structurally. It was Jeffrey Jones, yeah. Was it necessary? Was it, was the flashback necessary for the doctor? Uh, Did we need to see that? Was that just a matter of the show not having a, a runtime to it or not enough dialogue maybe?
1: I mean, I guess you have to explain what's going on. Do you have to see and it? Yeah. I, I guess it depends on how much you wanna how much time you wanna milk out of it. Yeah. Because if you wanna milk time out of it, you can't just have him sit there talking about it. But if you want to do it in like a minute, then you could probably just have him talk
0: about it. I mean I guess that's the flaw that I came back to, right? Like there there is nothing interesting about Janeway being on the ship with these creatures, in and of itself. You know, right. th- there's like there's nothing there. So you have to do the backstory for it and I feel that's the reason why the Genesis episode is better because Genesis, the TNG episode, did not show what happened to the crew. They figure it out mm. and they just sort of like logically put it together. But you you never see a scene where Riker and everyone is transforming or like you see them getting sicker, but they, they it never breaks down the entire sequence for you.
1: Right, um, yeah.
0: And this, it's like, just because Janeway doesn't have anything else to do, you have to go and see that entire stretch of it, like including... The doctor going down to the planet and meeting those miners who get sick and I don't know. Um, and don't forget the uh,
1: the new species that communicates through voguing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the tactic, which which yeah. is too close to TikTok. And that's all I was thinking of. But yeah, they I mean they vogue. They would do well on TikTok. They would, yeah. There's a million different dances for a million different people. I you know, and in a better episode I feel that the Tac Tac would have had some sort of like thematic relevance to what's going on but right. they don't really they're just kind of weird they're just so weird weird alien guys
1: yeah like there's i mean janeway is she goes out of her way to talk about how she thought she was good at languages and in communication but she completely crashed and burned here yeah you would think that that would somehow then play into the story itself in some
0: way right but uh it does not it does not no it's <laughs> It's a true cold open with a cold ending, too. But we were not stuck with Neelix the entire time, which is uh, something to be happy about. Although I I really do have to say they they did not react appropriately to their situation where things... Especially, um, I guess, you know, just to hammer my point again, like, have Neelix act very different from Janeway in the early scenes, right? Neelix is cool as a cucumber for some reason. And... That's not how I picture Neelix. Neelix should be the one that's, like, freaking out and causing problems to go on, you know? Yeah. So it's weird to me that he— He should be the Bill Paxton. Right. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Captain? Uh, Game over, Captain. Game over, Captain. And uh, I would have been—you know, at least that's something. Like, have Neelix fuck something up or, like, be nervous, but he's— He's going in like he's Seal Team 6 with his phaser right. into rooms and stuff. Well, you
1: know, he just got a promotion. He's looking to impress his boss.
0: As, was that this episode? He's or yeah, right she says you yeah, could do which she's an ambassador or something, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. The uh, uh the final shot of this episode
0: <laughs> Janeway Geneway painting a stick figure painting. Yes. <laughs>
1: It did. It did kind of feel like one of those memes where it's like, "What are you painting?" And then they show it to you, and it's something like it's a stick figure lady with huge boobs. Yeah, it's their
0: self-portrait. It's (laughs) (laughs) just stick.
1: I I feel like they totally, absolutely missed an opportunity because it's such a weird final shot that doesn't say anything. It's like it's just like we needed. 10, 15 more seconds to make our runtime. So let's just hang on, Janeway painting for a second. Yeah, it's. weird. I thought she With was going to like jazz
0: soundtrack in the yeah, background. Yeah,
1: I thought they were going to do the thing where like she's painting and then she she slaps her neck right she <laughs> feels a bug on her neck and then like looks at it and there's nothing there and kind of like looks around suspiciously. Yeah, that yeah. would have been a great ending.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that is better. Yeah, I, that that I, voyage is not trying at this in this (laughs) season you know it's really not this has been a pretty bad season um yeah it hasn't been great i you know the the thing i liked about the ending scene was her just coldly telling chakotay to fuck off she's like no i'm not (laughs) i'm not going skiing with you assholes in the, the holodeck yeah i just um it
1: was another kind of like one of those 70s buddy cop endings where this horrible stuff happened and then she's like i don't know I got enough exercise for the both of us. Do, yeah. do, 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 do. You know, that kind of thing.
0: Right, yeah, freeze frame.
1: And it, it's just like your whole ship was was birthing virus flies. I mean.
0: No one died, I guess. Yeah, which is, yeah I guess which is so. The positive. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, they just, they, they didn't know what to do with them. They're all just sitting in Neelix's cafe. Yeah. Um, mm.
1: It doesn't even have anything interesting to say about pandemics or anything. Or no, it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't. Viruses. No, yeah, it's just a just a gimmick.
0: Yeah. What'd you think of the uh, the final thing? What'd you think of the bomb Janeway makes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the bomb she makes out of the uh, Bluetooth karaoke mic.
0: Yeah. I like it has a, a timer on it, just so you know exactly. Uh, yep. It's not a grenade where you pull the pin and throw it after a couple seconds. It it lets you know.
1: Yeah, the whole thing at the end where it's like these big blobs just like bumping into her and knocking her down was pretty silly. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> we'll go to patron thoughts then. We're done talking about macrocosm, I think. Maybe the patrons will have something to say. If you enjoyed the content today, you can join us at patreon.com slash the Leave your thoughts about upcoming episodes. If you're at the $5 and up tier, you leave your thoughts. We read them on the show, and then you can... Um, hear us talk about your comment i guess i don't know where i was going to go with that but i ended up there kyle barrett is our first one i should click into our little discord chat room first here there we go um i'll let you read kyle's comment first since he says i give you all the hard words i'll give you his he's kind of a simple writer oh god macrocosm
1: The rite of passage action episode for the captain, here with Janeway roaming the halls in a vest, a practical but awkward backpack, and a gun shaped like a cock. There are conflicting statements from those involved into how intentional the Ripley parallels are, but it works as a thematic comparison. Other than a scientist, I see Janeway's main trait as a captain is that she's a maternal figure for the crew, trapped far from their real families, much more than any of the other captains are paternal figures, so that links quite nicely into the motherhood theme of aliens. The big problem is the episode wants to have its cake and eat it too, with the flashbacks taking up so much time and explaining things too thoroughly for a mystery action episode. And the doctor doesn't bat an eye when he essentially massacres his own people when he lets the monsters onto the holodeck. Three <laughs> stories, perhaps better suited to Garth Marenghi's Dark Place out of five. It actually, it does, there, there is an episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place that's kind of similar to this,
0: I think. The eyeball
1: episode? I think maybe that's maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, the where she the baby yeah, the, baby with the eyeball. giant eyeball. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Patrick Seva says, Macrocosm, Verhoeven, this ain't but Dutch Angles galore. Voyager needs now to go on the floor. Why wasn't first why wasn't first thought to wake up the dock, but this kick ass Janeway I'd infect her core. Four kilograms of low and slow brisket out of five. Texel Bear says, hilarious opening. Geneway's facial expression is priceless. Other than that, just a bit of alien action on Voyager with some pretty bad CGI. Jaron Hatch says, much like Future's End, this episode succeeds as a schlocky sci fi B movie, and I'm all for it. Love it or hate it, this is the niche Voyager starts to carve out for itself in the Trek pantheon of shows. Oh boy. It doesn't always work, but it mostly does here and makes for a memorable episode, even if if this isn't going to win any awards or wrinkle any brains. Also, this is when Janeway, if not Mulgrew, steps it up a notch and goes full Ripley, which we sorely need more of in Trek. Four buzzy fuzzy CGI blobs out of five. Um, I'll read this next one and then I'll give you one. Let me know if your voice is not uh, up to this. Macrocosm from Jonathan J.K. Morris says updated CGI could save some of this episode, but as far as I know, this is the first of its kind in the franchise. Catherine goes Rambo. Tension is ruined by the fact that the virus is deadly, but nobody dies, even though those affected must be losing body mass alone from having those things come out of them. One dated CGI enemy out of five. Aaron Million is our next comment for Macrocosm.
1: Macrocosm. This starts out as Voyager's take on TNG's Genesis, but quickly morphs into a version of Aliens with Janeway moonlighting as Sigourney Weaver. I guess the Doctor would be Bishop. Not a bad episode, but the Tact Tac stuff seemed a bit unnecessary at the end.
0: It was and tacked
1: I, on. Little, oh I mean, yeah, beat me to it. Ah.
0: Uh, and I'm not
1: usually a big fan of flashback sequences popping up halfway through an episode. Two other comments. One, if I were the Doctor, I would be working like hell to create another mobile emitter in case the one I have breaks. And two, hopefully Neelix does does become an ambassador and thus gets left on in some planet that Voyager encounters soon so he can practice diploma, sorry, so he can practice diplomacy. Three
0: Sigourney weavers out of five. Mm-hmm. Changeling says, Macrocosm, I wonder if the writers of Jason X saw this because they defeat the macro virus by distracting with holograms the same way they distract Jason with the That's sexy true. camp girls in that was that true. Yeah, we watched that. That's on Patreon as well. You guys can go hear mm-hmm. our thoughts about that. But yeah, startlingly similar. I was enjoying although it's much funnier in Jason X when it happens, That's true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was enjoying this episode for the most part up until they stopped dead in their tracks to explain everything that happened. also, I didn't think it was necessarily necessary to add a ticking clock at the end with the alien from the Rain Man planet giving an ultimatum. I'll blow your ship up in an hour, all right, who cares if I fail, my crew is dead anyway. two smooth jazz echos out of five
1: yeah that 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 uh, we're trying to blow your ship up to. Sterilized the area was pretty dumb yes yeah to quote jason x this sucks on so many levels
0: (laughs) oh boy don't make me don't make me think about jason x voyager don't make that be the thing that i have to go to uh what was this yeah the uh he he just mentions obviously the stopping dead in their tracks to explain everything It, it has the it, it, the the script doesn't even avoid that awkward thing where that always happens in terrible dialogue where the character goes, "Just lay quietly and I'll explain everything to you." It's like just fucking. Can you give me the <laughs> the details like immediately? <laughs> Is everyone dead? What happened? Yeah, doctor, doctor, we're on a bit of a timetable here. Yeah, it's just I I really hate that. Just you, at least let me know if everyone's dead. If they're not dead, right, yeah. you can you can tell your story. Here's Norman Buckwald with macrocosm
1: yes janeway goes all ripley and this is mostly a retread of tng's genesis but it was entertaining enough still it's so much a retread the best i can give it is a week three bouncing germs about to explode by janeway's betsy out of five
0: i really like the genesis episode of tng so it's uh yeah. it's hard for me to be kind to this one that's such a ripoff
1: looks like she's keeping the haircut with the ponytail huh Three episodes in a row she's had that ponytail.
0: Yeah. Maybe is it an action thing? No, she's been in some non action episodes, I think, recently. Yeah, just a new look, I guess. Just a look. Sufficient. Nick the Rat says macrocosm. Why would the captain ever leave the ship? Leave the ship, especially without security. Janeway does a passable Ripley, but this episode is still boring as fuck and disgusting. I'd rather an entire episode of Tac telling the captain to shut up. Two yees out of five. Point extra G says, this was an enjoyable episode, but it really needed a cleaner way to handle the exposition of what had happened on Voyager. The episode has a pretty good action suspense vibe going, at least as good an action suspense vibe as Trek ever gets, but that just grinds to a halt when the Doctor catches up Janeway. The CG virus bugs are actually pretty good for 90s television. Ria Lavi is our next comment from Macrocosm.
1: I'm trying to do that math in my
0: head. Are they pretty good for '90s television? I don't
1: even remember anymore. I, I feel like I want to say you weren't seeing CGI to that level on TV that often. In no, the I, I, yeah, so. it was
0: probably pretty novel. What, what was what was? I, I would
1: give it credit for that, but I I don't know if I would. They could have looked a lot worse, I guess.
0: Yeah, they were. Um the design does not require you to notice them that much, right? You know, it's yeah. it's not they're not yeah. tremendously detailed. It's just like a green, semi octopus looking type thing. Um, yeah, but I, it, it, I didn't, I didn't cringe at how bad it was, but I, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't awed by them either. I did. I forgot.
1: My favorite part actually was when Cass is looking into the microscope. Yes. And it's she sees one of them <laughs> taking up the entire thing and she's like, Doctor, they seem to be getting bigger.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was like hidden on the little slide to move somewhere yeah. else. It was just cracking through the glass. Uh, real obvious this next comment I sent to you The doctor's hollow emitter gives off a bioelectric
1: signature. Huh? What? Voyager brings Technobabble to levels hitherto considered impossible. TNG's Genesis was weirder, scarier, and more fun, but I do like badass Janeway. As for Neelix, he has no right to exist. Two facehuggers
0: out of five. <laughs> wow, really swung into uh, <laughs> to some eugenics there at the end. Christian Pouch says, I don't care. This is a fun episode, even if there's no greater point and nothing makes sense. Matt Ross says, although I know it's like diehard with CGI creatures, I find it fun and gross with green goo on everything. The best line is the meta-commentary by the doctor on the ridiculous layout of the ship. The gym rat culture of posing was silly. This, has the biggest isu- this was the biggest issue for me, the dead stop ending of nothing. Four viruses out of five. And- four, wow. Yeah. yeah, a couple fours so far. Although
1: is four viruses, is that like negative points?
0: You you mean a higher viral load is bad news for you? Really yeah, with those rules could be, maybe. But, although then it's 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 also a lot of people give it one, so a lot of people are at the other end. <clears throat> this is Benjamin Espinosa with Macrocosm.
1: Macrocosm, not as good as Parac. <laughs> not as good as Paracosm, the 2013 album from Washed Out, but finally a fun
0: episode. Jane the Benjamin knew best- that we were talking about. I assume that's a rock band. <laughs> That's how good Benjamin is, that he predicted that.
1: Unless it's a spoken word album, I don't know. That's true. Uh, Janeway doing her best Ripley impersonation. The writing was good and the effects were dated but creepy. Some funny bits in here like Janeway explaining to the doctor how to get to the environmental controls. Who designed this ship anyway? I like Captain Chakotay in charge. Oh, and more Taktak, four out of five.
0: I did did laugh both at the show and just because it seemed... I guess I was I was laughing at the show either way, but when, when they split up, and then he just chimes into Janeway, and he's sitting in the shuttlecraft, and he's like, "They trapped me in the, sh- <laughs> in the shuttlecraft." You don't see any of the Doctor's journey. He just ends up in the shuttlecraft and is stuck there. And that's that's the end of it. Oh, Doctor, he probably could have transported out, right? The shuttle has a transporter. Could have gone. Yeah, could have gone somewhere. I think there's there's a lot of questions
1: I have about the Doctor being able to transport. Cause it's like, do they beam just the hollow emitter? I guess it's like putting putting your cell phone down on the transport. I, I would suppose.
0: prefer if it acted like a pokeball, right? Like if someone threw it and yeah. he popped out of it. Yeah, that would be good. And, and when they beam him, you just see the little thing appear, and it like falls down onto the ground, and then he pops out of it, and that that's that's where he comes from. I yeah. prefer that. The condal says the macrocosm. The what? It's spelled like, it's the candle, I assume, from Sub Rosa, but it's spelled the, like, like, like con. Uh, so ah. it's the condal. Because you know, I think the Irish guy in that episode says, You cannot light the condal. Light the condal. The macrocosm. It's not a microcosm of the whole series because this is pretty entertaining. Three macroviruses out of five. Uh,. I'll let you do Gropler John Zorn here once my once my copy pasting works. This is Gropler John Zorn with Macrocosm. Starts with a, you know,
1: you know, Aliens was a great movie, but do you know what it needed? Neelix, Neelix, and perhaps a grotesque overuse of the term mucilaginous compound, and mus- maybe mus- some raginous, promos. I think Mucilaginous. <laughs> the reason I didn't go into science. And maybe some promos. You get your mucilaginous compound on my Neelix. You got your Neelix in my mucilaginous compound. (laughs) I'm starting to agree with Kyle that you give me the ones with the tough words. They're the two great tastes that taste great together. Fuck this (laughs) show.
0: I've been practicing saying mucilaginous compound in the mirror for the past hour. That's why I was late. Jonas says, macrocosm, this episode is a perfect three. Entertaining, but not good enough to show a friend interested in the series. When Janeway has her arming scene, her uniform comes off, her titties pop out, her arms are revealed. Oh, boy. Bearing she sheathes a Rambo knife and cocks her big gun. All I could think about was Clay impersonating Berman. The CGI for The Large Insects was pretty cringe. God, I don't know what it is about that smooth jazz outro, but it's really working for me. Three out of five. I, I'm going to have to...
1: Oh, jeez. Sorry.
0: You're all right. <laughs> yeah. The sound of like air went out of something. Yeah, my nose. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: when I when I have a, when I get a sinus cold, my my sinuses get so blocked up that after I blow my nose, it releases pressure like a balloon. It just. Whistles. So I had I had muted it while I blow blew my nose, and then you know didn't wait long enough. <laughs> <clears throat> what I was going to say was, I feel like I need to adjust the approach for my Rick Berman impression because people seem to clearly know when it's coming now.
0: Yeah. Well the show makes it so obvious. Jane Wayne Jane Wayne her suiting up thing. We already read macrocosm from Garple John Zorn. Final comment Artorius. Macrocosm. Voyager meets alien. After watching this, I can't say I'm impressed with the Voyager's chances if they ever encounter the xenomorphs, much less the flood. For a hot second, I was contemplating 45 minutes of anguish, thinking this would be a Janeway Neelix episode, but I was pleasantly surprised to see him get discarded discarded for the doctor upgrade. Nice to see the usage of my favorite phaser rifle in the series, though who in their right mind just leaves a survival kit and engineering with a gun? Also, I don't think Janeway's antigen bomb would have dealt with all the pesky flies or sludge that quickly evolves into the flies. There should have been an alien scene where you see the virus somehow survive and hide somewhere. Three antidotes out of five. Yep. Yeah, Janeway just tacks- gets into her brown panties, and there's a there's <laughs> an alien in her chair in her ready room or something.
1: Have they brought the TAC TAC back on lower decks? That feels tailor
0: made for lower decks. Yeah, the name feels like it'd be a lower decks thing. And yeah, their yeah, their actions in and of themselves. Yeah, the, the TAC TAC. I don't I don't know about them. It's one, of those, it's one of those situations where they're, they're weird, but Janeway's reaction to them is almost like that's not the alien you show, right? Like right. when Janeway in the, in the scripts is saying that one of the aliens is the weirdest alien we've ever seen, you probably shouldn't show the alien, you know? You just, right. Just talk yeah. about them. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, everybody, for leaving your thoughts about Macrocosm. We took your micro comments, and we blew them up on the macro scale by saying them on the podcast. How does that work? Patreon.com slash the file. <laughs> if you want to support the show and get your comments read, we only got one. No, sorry. We've got one left in this batch. We got 13 episodes, I think, left in this season. So, Clay, the patrons seem fairly low. I'm going to say that was a 2.1 average out of everybody. Maybe A, little bit a, lot, higher, of, a lot of threes and fours. A lot though. of threes. Yeah, maybe it's a higher 2.5. A couple ones knocked it down. What are you going to give this one on our scale of 1 to 5? Uh, I'm going to give it a 2. Yeah. 2 for me as well. Um everything we said earlier. I I don't uh I I'm at a point with the franchise where um I I don't have a uh, the fact that the episode exists like I I I never I never really find myself agreeing with a comment just, that just says this is just kind of a throwaway fun episode. Yeah. I never I never find those episodes to be very fun, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I guess I'm not invested in the franchise enough to just like. There always ha- for me there there's no such thing as a this is an okay. I would put this on just to watch it. Episode that feels like this, really. Like it just I I don't think I would ever want to watch this one again and it just doesn't it doesn't do anything. and I'll probably forget about it once the season is over. But yeah, I would agree. That's it. It's the two. The two and the two. So for me, Clay and Clay Sinus, we're going to sign off now. <laughs> Clay, do you have anything you want to say before we go?
1: Uh, check out Reinhard Picture Show and badass. Amanda and I are doing Video Nasties on Patreon, and uh, issue two of Generation Joker, which I wrote, co-wrote with Sean Murphy and Katana Collins, should be out pretty soon. I just got my comp copies today. It looks great. Mm-hmm. So uh, check one of those out. You know, when, when when they all come out, I should do some sort of a giveaway or something. I'll give away uh, the whole, all five of them or six of them or something like that.
0: There you go. You have them enter and give them away to the patrons. The patrons are probably the better... Yeah, the better good way, to, good way to
1: get a money bump for a month.
0: <laughs> we'll do, we'll do a Patreon raffle, which I think is illegal in everywhere uh, except for like the Philippines or something. At least that's what Patreon tells me. But we'll is do something. Really? I, yeah. The Patreon frowns on raffles. I think.
1: What uh, if they did it like the way that they advertise gambling now in Massachusetts, where it's like, do you want to gamble? Make sure you come and gamble at every chance you get. <laughs> but if you have a gambling addiction, make sure you yes. seek out counseling.
0: There's <laughs> just some guy with his arms around some bikini clad women just go, well, if you have a, if you have an issue with this and can't control your gambling or sex addiction, please do not come to our casinos. Listen to these legends of Boston sports. We paid them just enough money to
1: shill for our gambling company. But if you have a problem, you should call someone and see
0: a professional right away. Would you rather play blackjack or buy lottery tickets? Uh...
1: I don't really, I mean, I know how Blackjack, I've never played Blackjack, really. Yeah,
0: any any table game then. Would you rather play a table uh, game or buy the lottery tickets? Uh, probably a table game. Yeah. Because
1: at least, I might split the difference and go with scratch tickets. Oh, sure. I like scratch tickets. Yep. Yeah. Low stakes, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. There was some, um, I was listening to some, podcast that just made the uh because you know how it's like the, the the biggest spenders for scratch tickets and stuff like that with people who can't afford it so it's like a, uh, yes. so it's like but there's this logic question of like what are these people thinking like wasting their last couple dollars on buying a ticket and just the podcast um put some light on it just said that like most people would think that it's like what are you thinking like clearly there's something better to do with your two dollars than to buy some scratch tickets but uh there was just the, the, the I guess you're just looking at it the wrong way, which I would be, which is just to say that like, I can't do anything with my $2, so I might as well buy a scratch ticket, you know? Right. Which yeah, is, I yeah, mean. which is the, the thing that I would never have instinctively gone to that outlook, but I guess it makes sense. So that's sort of like a logical way to say like, why, if you have no money, are you buying scratch tickets at that point? Yeah. Because so. there's always a possibility that you come away with more money. Yep. You always feel like you're going to win. And then it just yep. doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> I know I've said this before, probably, but the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen on The Simpsons is when uh, uh, Apu is working two jobs or something, and so he's fallen asleep at the quickie mart. Yep. And so Homer pulls out a roll of scratch tickets and starts holding them up to the light to see which ones are the winner. And then he finds one that's a $5,000 winner, and he wakes up Pooh up, and he goes, I want this scratch ticket, this one right here, and I also want this hot dog. And he says, okay, that'll be $5. And he goes, oh, I only, I only have enough money for one. Yep. Goes, well, which one do you want, the scratch <laughs> ticket or the hot dog? And he goes, I'll take the hot dog. <laughs> Homer's stupid, but he's not that stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Could buy a lot of hot dogs with his $5,000, I guess. But that's the joke. That's
1: what he learned about uh, when he finds $20 under the couch. He wanted a peanut, but he found $20. And his brain told him $20 can buy many peanuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye, Simpsons. We're done. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our content today. It's Macrocosm. The next episode is Fair Trade, I think it's called. So brew a pot of coffee for that one. And we will be back next week. See ya.